Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I am Lorraine. I am your host today, and we are in episode 550.3. This is Revelation chapter 8. So uh, thank you and welcome uh, to yet another day of reading God's Word into the world. We are uh, doing one chapter at a time, which is what we always do. We started off this this book of Revelation last Friday with Jeremiah, and uh, we made it clear that we aren't going to try to, you know, tell anybody what we think this is, or, you know, we don't want to lead anybody into any misconceptions about what the symbolism is. We are literally going to just read it and highlight a few things that are, you know, pinging on us or on me for today, obviously. But uh, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to act like we are, you know, um, all that in a bag of chips because we're not. We are just like you are, uh, just lay people reading God's word because that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to read his word uh, and do what it says, basically, and uh, and become closer uh, in a relationship with him. So <clears throat> yesterday I said I wanted to read the overview to help us maybe to understand what we're going to be reading in today's uh, reading in chapter 8 and chapter 9 they kind of lead into each other so you know we're getting into the breaking of the seals we're breaking we're opening up and we're talking about blowing the trumpets and so let me read the overview and the insight uh, on the page before we start diving in so let me go ahead and do that but oh but before I do that I'm sorry where's my brain we always open in prayer so uh, let's do that I've started this over like eight times. This is my eighth time trying to get this. And I keep praying. I'm like, God, just give me the right words. I'm just being real here. Um, you know, I don't want to mislead anybody. I don't want to say the wrong things. And so I am literally uh, on, I don't even know how many times, seven, eight times of starting this over. But I am committed to getting this one complete. So. Uh, With that, I am going to pray, and then we will start to read. So, Holy and mighty God, we thank you so much. We we are in awe of you. We are in awe of your mightiness, and uh, we we always want to glorify you. We want to praise you and and worship you. This is what we do because you're our Heavenly Father, and uh, we love you so much, and we want to do what is pleasing to you and we know that reading your word every day is pleasing to you so uh, we know that you bless those who come to you we know that you honor uh, what we are doing as long as we're doing it in your will so thank you for guiding and directing us Uh, we thank you for the gift of your son jesus christ it's his uh, blood that was shed for our sins Uh, his whole reason for coming to this earth and dying on the cross. So we thank you for his sacrifice. I thank you for those that are out here uh, listening out there in the world, wherever they might be. I pray you bring more, Lord. I pray that more and more people will be listening to your word. And I thank you for giving me um, the the drive to do this. I thank you for putting this on my heart. And I will continue to do it until you tell me to stop doing it. I thank you for my friend Jeremiah, 
for uh, joining me in this journey and I thank you for his um, diligence and what he's doing on the backside of everything. So Lord, uh, bless each and every one of us as we are on this journey together. I thank you for our families, our friends. Lord, bless them, watch over them. And for those that uh, have not discovered a relationship with Jesus, I pray that you will put it on their hearts and bring them into the fold. You don't want anybody to be lost. And so I pray that you will put that on their hearts. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, say the words that you want me to say. I've been saying that for the last five minutes, trying to get God to give you the right words. So now I'm there. Okay, so let's read the overview and uh, then we will read this uh, insight and then we'll dive into eight. Um, so the overview, it says, the book of Revelation is organized around a series of cycles interrupted by, I don't know what this word is, I'm gonna have to look it up, parenthetical sections, parentheses, I guess, like sections. Um, three cycles of judgments, seals, trumpets, and bowls emerge like three sections of a telescope. That's a pretty good way of looking at it. Each more severe and far-reaching than the previous cycle. Before the seventh seal is opened, John sees four angels place a seal upon 144,000 servants of God, uh, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. So we know that these are God's chosen people. And they have been God's chosen people. In contrast to this, John next sees a vast, innumerable host of martyrs who died in the great tribulations uh, for the cause of Christ. At last, the breaking of the seventh seal releases seven trumpets of judgment, which bring death and darkness, tears and torment upon humanity. So that's for everybody who's left over, is what I'm understanding. So, you know, I think what Revelations is all about is giving us another chance um, for those who are not saved. He gives everybody a chance. I think those are the martyrs that he's talking about who did realize that they need to come to Christ, and that's after uh, the rapture. That's what I am understanding. There are people who believe different things when there comes... Um, thoughts about the rapture, but I believe that we are taken up before the last seven years. That's what I believe. And so uh, that said, so seven, and then go down into this insight. <clears throat> I thought this was kind of interesting. Seven was a sacred number to the ancient Hebrew, Hebrew people. It often symbolized perfection, fullness, abundance, rest, and completion. The number seven also had a ritual importance to the Hebrews. Since the number seven is so symbolic, it is no coincidence that it appears frequently in Revelation, C 8.1, a book noted for its rich symbolism and imagery. It is a lot of symbolism in this, uh, the next two chapters, if I remember correctly. So, And then there's something else I'm going to tell you guys about. You might know about it. You might not know about it. I don't know, but I'll tell you about that after we read. So... Okay, the Lamb breaks the seventh seal. This is chapter 8, uh, episode 50.3. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was a silence throughout heaven for all about half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel 
with a gold incense burner came and stood in the altar. And a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. <clears throat> the smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth. And thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. The first four trumpets. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One third of the earth was set on fire, one third of the trees were burned, and all the green grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One third of the water in the sea became blood. One third of all things living in the sea died and one third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet and a great star fell from the sky burning like a torch. It fell on one third of the rivers and, the, and the, on the springs of water. The number, I'm sorry, the name of the star was bitterness. It made one third of the water bitter and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet and one third of the sun was struck and one third of the moon and one third of the stars and they became dark and one third of the day was dark and also one third of the night. Then I looked and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air. Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Okay, so I did not highlight a lot uh, just to give you um, uh, just a background. I don't know, just to give you a heads up. There you go. So the first thing I highlighted was there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. I find that interesting that he put a time uh, period on that, you know, because we understand a half hour is 30 minutes. And that's not a very long period of time for us. <clears throat> so when the lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence. Uh, I saw the seven angels who stand before God and they were given seven trumpets. So we're going to be going through the seven trumpets. Uh, I don't know about the whole incense. Um, just saying that out loud. Uh, but we do understand. We talked about this the last time that, you know, we were thinking that um, God's people's prayers uh, are like uh, an, a sweet aroma to him. He loves that. So maybe that's what the incense going up to him. But then... The angel fills the incense burner with fire from the altar and throws it down upon the earth and thunder crashes, lightning flashes, and there's a terrible earthquake. So what that is, I don't know. Um, I don't know when that occurs. Um, you know, again, this is all um, for me. It's a mystery for me. Um, and there's no, so many times that you can go through it and, you know, 
you get little snippets every time you read it. Um, then you go into the first four trumpets. <clears throat> the only thing I did, I just literally just highlighted the first angel blew his trumpet, the second angel blew his trumpet, the third angel blew his trumpet, and the fourth angel blew his trumpet. Uh, you know, hail and fire mixed with blood are thrown down on the earth. Uh, he talks about thirds. So, you know, if they're taking away one third of every, if God is taking away one third of everything, that means two thirds is left. So, you know, take that into account. So if there's one third is gone, you still have two thirds, which is still quite a bit. Um, but again, uh, it says, you know, one third of the water in the sea uh, became blood. One third of all living things in the sea died. So you still have two thirds left. And then a third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. So you still have two thirds of the ships left. Um, and then there was the, the star that comes crashing onto the earth. And its name was Bitterness. Uh, if you go down into the little notations, uh, it says uh, 811 Wormwood. I don't know what that means. Wait a second. 810, 811, oh, 811, there it is, great, for Wormwood. I have no idea what that is. I know I'm babbling right now because I'm a little confused. So I don't know what that is. I guess we can look it up. Bitterness Wormwood. But if anybody knows, please feel free to email me or make a note or say something somehow. Uh, but I'm a little bit curious. I'll probably look it up after this and I can get back to you tomorrow. And the fourth angel uh, blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, which means two-thirds of the sun's still there. One-third of the moon, one-third of the stars, and they become dark. One-third of the day was dark. One-third of the day was dark. So if you have daylight for 12 hours, take away a third, so you still have eight hours, right? Yeah. Uh, and then same thing with dark. There was also one third of the night was dark. Mm. Then this is kind of, I think this is a warning to me. That's what 13 is. Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world, meaning who belong to the worldliness of this world, which means you might belong to Satan, you know, because Satan is the king of this world. Uh, because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. And that we will read in chapter 9. So I think that's a warning. You know, he's, he's giving everybody a heads up. Everybody who belongs to this world, watch out. You're coming up on some really serious stuff. So, um, But the thing that I have, I read this. Did I read it today? I did. And I might have read it the other day for you guys. But Revelation is an encouragement. And I said that to somebody today. Somebody was telling me today that they were listening. And that they were feeling, they, did, they were afraid to listen because they were afraid it was going to bring them down. All this, you know, death and destruction and, you know, all the stuff that's going to be going on. But... Uh, if you go back to the very first page of Revelation, the very, very first page. So in here, it's page 
page uh, 1,463. Anyway, uh, the theme is of this at the very bottom. It says the theme is God's sovereignty, Christ's return, God's faithful people, judgment, and hope. The purpose is to encourage believers to remain faithful to Jesus Christ and to give them hope that they will ultimately be victorious. That's what Revelation is about. It's to give us hope, you know, because we know that if we remain faithful to Jesus, we have the the hope of eternal life. That's what we have, you know, and that's and we have ultimate victory. We know the end of the story. That's that's what Revelation is about. We know the end of the story. So, all right. Well, I don't want to ramble on anymore. Uh, what I did want to say before I, I go into uh, saying the prayer, the sinner's prayer, um, real quick. Uh, so there is a series of books that came out probably, I'm going to say 20 years ago. Uh, they are the Left Behind series books. I read all of them and they're phenomenal. Uh, it's a fictional book. It's uh, Jerry Jenkins. And Tim LaHaye. Tim LaHaye was, I think, one of the founders of the school that's affiliated to Shadow Mountain Church here in San Diego. So, anyway, it's a, a really great story. Uh, you know, story. Uh, they're I, they're written by you know guys who studied the Book of Revelation, and uh, it was a combined effort. And there's like, I want to say there's like, either seven to ten books uh there's a couple of movies made about it uh what's his name cameron not cameron uh kirk cameron yeah uh he did i think two or three of those uh years ago and then nicholas cage did a, a take on it a little bit different um so it I find them to be, you know, interesting because it sort of puts it all into perspective to me. So you might want to check it out. They're good books. I, nobody's paying me to plug this. I just happen to think they were good books. And uh, I read them with my husband uh, years ago. So just saying that out loud might help you to understand what, you know, the books of Revelation is about. So that's said out there. Um so if you have not made Jesus Lord of your life, if you have not uh, decided that he's somebody you want to follow and today you want to, I will lead you in the prayer. Uh, it is not, again, I always say this, it's not a magic prayer. It's between you and God. It's your heart. It's you, you giving your heart to Jesus and wanting to follow him and his ways and the God of Israel. That's basically what this is about, honoring the God of Israel and, you know, getting into a relationship with Jesus who loves you. You know, that's, I wanted to say this the other day, you know, when people say, gee, oh, Jesus loves you, it's become a punchline. And I think, and I've heard this over this weekend in several different venues, you know, it's not just about telling people that Jesus loves you loves them. It's about actually acting like Jesus loves them. If you show the love of Christ to people, they will feel it uh, and and start to understand it. And it's not always easy, you know. I, you know, I'm I'm human just like everybody else is, and you know, I but I do try to show the love of Jesus. I really do. 
Uh, not always perfect at it, but I do try. So maybe we should try to take it out of being a punchline and, uh, and actually act, you know, actually be the love of Jesus, you know, to somebody somewhere. So I'm just saying that out loud. But if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let's say the prayer. I'm going a little bit long today. And uh, for those who are believers, if you want to just reaffirm what you believe in, you can say it out loud <clears throat> as well. So let's pray. Holy and mighty God, Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, God bless you. Congratulations and welcome into the, the holy family of Jesus Christ. And, and it's, a, it's magnificent. I'm, I, I, you need to go out and celebrate. That's what you need to do. It's, it's, a, it's a new life. It's a new birthday. Mark it today as your day that you became a Christ follower. You know, you, on Revelation chapter 8, this was your day. Um, I and Jeremiah, we both encourage you to get to a pastor, somebody who is seasoned, somebody who knows uh, how to answer your questions if you have any, and help you to navigate to the next step in your Christian life. So get to a church, get to a ministry, start volunteering, what, whatever God is putting on your heart, go do it because uh, that's, we're, that's what we are charged with by uh, God. So I encourage you to go do that and, uh, and go celebrate because today is a day of celebration if you became a Christ follower. So that's it for today. Thank you so much as always. I hope I didn't run too long and I wasn't too wordy. I really did pray for God to put the right words into my mouth and I hope that he did. So uh, thank you so much for joining me. I don't know what time of day it is, morning, noon, night, but I'm just glad that you were able to take time out of your day and uh, read through God's word. So God bless you. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow.